have to get this other thing going also. It's no big deal. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'll just make sure that we are logged in, in every on every single million computers so that we can do the things that we need to do in order to produce a live stream in the morning. Maybe it will work. Maybe it won't work. All right. We're, it'll be an experiment. We'll see what happens. Okay. That sounds good. Today is Monday. It is December 21st, 2020. Counting down, seeing the end of 2020 happen. We're almost uh, at the holiday time, which is an exciting time for lots of people. And today's going to be a little bit different of an episode. Uh, I'm going to do a couple news stories, but I am also going to uh, to answer some questions that I was asked. Over the weekend, I, I uh, went out on Twitter and I said, uh, how can I help? What's on your mind? Is there anything I can help out with if you have anything going on in your life that maybe you want to share and get some feedback? So... I got some really good, really good questions. We'll get to a few of them today. Uh, but you can see we've got the decorations still up for a little bit longer. And I'm slowly making this migration away from Periscope. We've got time, but like right now, there's like three or four times as many of y'all on Periscope as there are on watching me on YouTube, which is fine. Apparently, um, thanks to a, a listener, I'm in with the Twitter media center service so i'll still be able to do this it won't be called periscope anymore but i'm assuming that i'll be streaming to it in exactly the same way another thing because you guys y'all like to to hear about the stuff that <clears throat> that i do um i have this really nice wireless um uh mic setup called the Rode wireless go i haven't even peeled off the little the little plastic are you one of those people who doesn't peel the plastic off and if you see someone uh, leaving it or, or are you the kind of person who if they leave it on that it bothers you because it's definitely been left on that one but it's it's a lav mic like this and I've had it sitting in a box for like a year and I decided I would try to use it but of course connecting it to your audio interface is not a straightforward thing because the output on this is a 3.55 millimeter uh, jack, like what we would think of as a headphone jack, but it's not a stereo jack, and it, there's a lot of um, gain noise being introduced when I connect this to the audio interface. So I have ordered like a little adapter. Well, I, or I ordered this adapter, and this one does not work. So I have to, I've ordered another one which will be here Tuesday. So maybe one day I'll show up and this microphone won't even be in the shot and I'll have a lav mic and I'll sound maybe tolerable. So that's the uh, inside baseball. Ali B says, good morning. Norm says, morning. Marco says, good evening from Amsterdam. I like the background tunes and decorations. Thank you. I'm actually working on a uh, something fun kind of like a fun intro stinger thing. Um, listener Ted, who did the amazing, if, if you've listened to Back to Work for a while, then you may remember the uh, morning zoo concept that Merlin and I used to joke around with. Well, he's the guy that made the awesome morning zoo intro, and he's working on one for, uh, for me 
for this show, so it should be pretty cool. Go, good, hi, hi, Cams. Cams is in Scotland. I love that there's people all over watching this. this is crazy to me. But, uh, yeah. Okay. So let's do the news, and then we'll do those cool questions that came in. So the first news is uh, from a website I'm sure all of you read called uh, theblockcrypto.com. But basically, listen to this, uh, a database. Oh, and you know what I forgot to do? I forgot to do my little lower thirds. What do you think of that? It's fancy. I know. It's wonderful. Uh, and you can kind of kind of see my Twitter name. It was, it was down here. Oh, and also I'm supposed to do this. Like and subscribe. See that? We're getting very fancy here in the studio. Hit the bell so that you know when I'm alive. And I recommend doing this stuff on YouTube these days. So, okay. Now, a database containing personal information of over 270,000 Ledger customers was released on RAID forums. Now, RAID forums is, this isn't like a site I know anything about, but it is a marketplace for buying, selling, and sharing hacked information. Uh, it contains emails, physical addresses, and phone numbers of Ledger hardware wallet buyers. So if you, they, now Ledger came out back in June and said that they had suffered a data breach. They said that there was like 9,000 customers, but in fact, no, it's 270,000 customers. So how, how does that make you feel? Uh, but these are these little hardware devices. They're like hardware things that are supposed to, here's a picture of one of them. It's a USB stick looking thing. And uh, apparently you were using this for your crypto stuff. Well, guess what? It's all out there now and everyone can get to it. Wonderful, isn't it? Now we've got, we have the conjunction. Does anyone in, in the chat, anyone in the chat tell me uh, when this conjunction is at Jupiter and, um, and Saturn that are lining up? But there's this great conjunction that's supposed to represent uh, like, a time when you you know one chapter closes and a new one begins and it's supposed to be very cool and astrologically metaphysical and all of that stuff but also happening this week there's an ursid meteor shower it's peaking this week you will uh only see five to ten meters per hour though this is not to be confused with the geminid meteor shower which was the last one there's one more coming this is minor because there's not that many that you can actually see. Um, but it peaks on December 21st, which is the winter solstice in the early morning hours of December 22nd. You can also see them. And it says on this article, if you look from a northern hemisphere location around the time of the solstice, you'll find the Big Dipper and the Scar Kochab well up in the north-northeast at around 1 a.m. your local time. So uh, that's when you want to go out there and watch if this is your kind of thing. Um I will not be awake at 1 a.m. watching this, but if you're one of those people that likes that kind of thing, by all means, look up into the sky. If you can get away from your, like, the street lights and the city and all of that stuff, you'll have a much better view, apparently. Okay. Uh, hi, Dwayne. How are you? Uh, Dwayne has complained that he's always saying hi in the chat and that no one is responding to him, but it seems like he has resolved that issue. So uh, that is fantastic news for Duane. I'm sure in the miserable annals of the earth, you will be duly enshrined. Okay. COVID flights have been shut down because of COVID. Flights have been shut down in the European Union because there's this new UK version of 
COVID that apparently it's no more deadly. So don't worry about that. But it is apparently way more uh, transmittable. <coughs> so beware of this thing. Apparently it's much, much easier uh, in order to get the virus from this version. In fact, it's 70%, according to this article, 70% more transmissible. But again, it's not more deadly. It's just more likely that you will get it. Um, so the EU officials are talking about a joint response to this more infectious version. Uh, Canada and India have joined in blocking flights from the UK, while Europe-bound train services via the Channel Tunnel have also been halted. And of course, since we are talking about the UK, I must play the uh, he has a French accent. UK song, which I can never find. I need to set a color for this. So hang on. Pause the show for a second. Uh, go make yourself uh, a cup of coffee while I find this song because it's not color coded and I have to play this. I have to play it. So hang on. I'm just, we're just going to sit here and I'm just going to look at these things one by one because we, whenever we talk about, did someone come in here and, and change this? Someone came in here and changed this. This is what happened. I'm positive of it. Am I going to have to not play the song, the important song that we always play? All right. You guys win. You guys win. You'll get nothing and like it. Okay. Anyway, they're talking today in Brussels trying to figure out what kind of response to have on this. But here's what I don't understand. Why do we need to bar flights from the UK all around the world? Why doesn't the UK just cancel all international flights? Out. Why should we have to block them in the U.S. or France or Germany or wherever they're talking about blocking them, India? And I, fa I found the song. Why should we be responsible for fixing their mistake over there in the U.K.? They should have a common decency to shut their own airports down, not us. So thanks a lot, U.K., uh, and here's an article in the BBC, if you're interested, uh, talking about the new coronavirus, coronavirus variant. What do we know? And here's what it says. It says there are three things coming together uh, that are causing people to have a, pay attention to this. It's rapidly replacing the other versions of the virus. It has mutations that affect part of the virus likely to be important, whatever the heck that means. And some of these mutations have already been shown in the lab to increase the ability of the virus to infect cells. But it also says that um, basically the way a new strain becomes uh, like more prevalent in this case is because it's easier. That, so that's why they have come up with the conclusion that it's easier to spread is because it's like more people are getting this particular one. Uh, so they say, how much faster is it spreading? It was first detected in September. In November, around a quarter of the cases in London were the new variant. Now, uh, then two-thirds of the cases... Uh, right now are this new variant. And so if it's easier to spread, then that explains why more people have it, if that makes sense. Uh, so there was an, a presentation by Dr. Eric Voles, Dr. Eric Voles. What's your name, dude? Uh, and during the talk, he said, it's really too early to tell, but from what we'll see so far, it's growing very quickly. It's growing faster than previous variants ever grew, but it's important to keep an eye on it. So uh, that's it. And it says, how far has it spread? It's in the UK. But you know what? If it's in the UK, it's, it's past that. It's, they say that um, 
all through the UK, not Northern Ireland for some reason, uh, heavily concentrated in London, the Southeast and Eastern England. But you know what that means? That means it's everywhere. That means it's in Canada. That means it's in Scotland. That means it's here in America. And uh, what do y'all think of this in the chat? They're saying that, um, oh, uh, so Cams is saying, what are you using for compression? It sounds awesome. Um, you know, I do use a tiny little bit of compression on my audio. I, I'm not a big fan of compression for more than just, and I, I've, I've actually done a video. If, you, if you're watching my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Dan Benjamin, the main highlighted video is actually my compression video because so many podcasters get this wrong. They weigh, they either take the defaults, which is not good, or they, uh, they don't know what... And I didn't know what I was doing either. I had to, to be shown. But um, there are, you want to really tune in your, uh, your compression settings. You want to really tune them in because they got to be dialed in just for your voice. So in that video that's on the YouTube uh, channel, I explain exactly how to do that. And I walk you through, by example, using my own recorded voice. So I do use some compression, but not a lot, not, not anything like you would hear on terrestrial radio, not like even what most podcasters do. I used to be a little heavy handed with compression back in the early days, but nowadays I'm much more conserved, much, much more conservative with it. So what I've done is actually I use OBS software in order to stream and, uh, and that OBS software does have kind of a crappy built-in compression so instead of that i um i'm a reaper i also have the reaper software and their compression is very good and if you use obs you can actually use other vst plugins like the ones from reaper so i'm using the reaper plugin settings uh and um you know what i'll even do because this is the kind of thing that we do here hold on let me i'll show it to you i'll actually show you what my settings are if it'll if it'll let me do that so let's see La la la. Let's go into here, into filters, into compressor. And here, for those who are curious, uh, are my compression settings. So you can see exactly what I have them dialed into. So if you're the kind of nerd that cares about such a thing, pause the video, look at these settings, and use them as a starting point. Or even better would be for you to uh, just watch the compression video and, and dial them into your own voice. But that's what I'm doing. So within OBS, I'm doing a little bit of compression. I have a little bit of a noise gate and uh, and a little bit of an EQ going on in there, which I recommend. And it's great. It, uh, it, it really makes a difference. If I were to turn those off, you wouldn't notice a huge difference. You really, really wouldn't uh, because of the way that I have things configured. Um, you, you, you just wouldn't. So um, there you go. Way the future. And now back to, uh, to these questions. Um, Let's see. Dwayne says he cracked the code. Very good. Uh, Jared says this year has been one long repeat of being the only responsible person in the group project. Yeah. Um, and uh, so let's see. Um, Brianne says, can the aliens come down now and put the whole world on lockdown? Yeah, I think that's what needs probably to happen uh, because no one else is is going to do it. So, okay, let's get on to these questions because they're really good. So, over, like I said, over the weekend, I, uh, oh, over the weekend, I said to people on Twitter, hey, what's on your mind? I'm here to help. Um, you know, what, what can I do? I need to sleep. And so, 
couple people, and I'm going to leave them anonymous because they didn't say in my Twitter DMs whether I should say their name or not. One, a couple people did, but I'm just going to read this and hopefully I'm, it, it doesn't, they, I asked for permission and they said yes, but they didn't, I didn't ask them if I could use their name. So I'm not going to. So this is just the first one. I'll just say here, this is from a guy, just from a guy. Okay. And he says, I'm losing my full-time job at the end of the year and I'm struggling with looking for something else full-time or trying to run with freelance web design. Right away, my instant response, if it had just been that, would be, yes, of course, you know, start your own thing. But it gets more complicated than that. Um, I have no savings, though my wife does work full time and has us covered for health benefits. I've been a career IT support person for 25 years. And while I've dabbled in web dev off and on for a long while, studying a handful of one-off clients, etc., I'm by no means even an intermediate in that field. I don't have any real strengths in programming, HTML and CSS, I guess, but I'm not an expert with those by any means either. A lot of the actual web dev work I've done professionally has been with WordPress, but it's never been anything fancy, just spitting up WordPress installs, plugins, and tweaking themes and content to what the client wants. I really want to be a front-end dev designer, but it seems like most companies' clients uh, want back-end skills, even when they're looking for a focused front-end person. Okay, but it gets a little bit more complicated. Um, also, we're in debt. So that factors into my being on the fence about whether to try picking up a new full-time gig, which will likely be another support position since my dev design skills are so limited, versus going all in on freelancing since the pay there isn't consistent. My wife has been pushing me to go the freelance route, but I have a hard time trusting myself to stay consistent enough to build it up and get to a place quickly where I'm making enough to keep things afloat. So I guess my question is twofold. Would you recommend I start looking for something new full-time immediately, or should I try hitting it hard with freelancing? Uh, and then there's a follow-up question, but let me answer these first questions because there are, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, I am a big fan of people building skills and starting their own businesses. This is what I did on, uh, um, this is what I did on quit all the time. Um, it was and still is a show where I, I help people and encourage them usually to go and start their own thing. Okay, but right now with COVID going on, um, with as hard, you know, I'm, I'm hiring for a, a new role here, a producer, office manager kind of role. And this little role, we got like more than 200 plus people up applying for this role. That's in like a day or two. I mean, that is mind blowing. And I just, I'm like blown away oh, by it. Yeah. I just think that it's, that's a lot of people that we've had to go through. And the idea of you quitting a job that is um, paying you, I would recommend not, not doing that right now, but he's losing it anyway. He's already going to be out there. But if you're in debt and it's during COVID, you know, I'm, I'm going to go against type here and say, get a full-time job, especially because of two things. And there's two reasons why I'm saying this. The first reason is, uh, you said that you don't believe that you have enough skills and, uh, qualifications to really do this full-time. All you've done is tweaked WordPress sites. Now there is a market for tweaking WordPress sites, but 
without a client base already, without a contract of someone already paying you, it's going to be tough to find this kind of work. A lot of companies just are putting things on hold right now until they see what the heck happens. The second thing is you said that you don't trust yourself to uh, be consistent and apply and show up every day. That is, here's what I want to hear. If you're thinking about really doing this, what I want to hear is you saying, I'm a bad ass at this stuff and I love doing it. And all the projects that I've had have been really successful. And I feel so encouraged that I'm, I, I have to go and do this. I don't have a choice. You've not said that, sir. So I'm going to say now is not the right time, but here's what I would say for you to do. Try and find that full-time job. In the meantime, spend a hundred percent of your time that you're not using to find a job to get either new skills by taking online courses or doing volunteer work or learning or there's so many YouTube videos. Everything I know about Adobe Premiere, I learned, yes, I did transfer some knowledge from Final Cut Pro back in the day, but I learned it all from YouTube videos. And that's how I'm able to edit video now is from YouTube. I paid nothing for that. Um, and even if you had to pay $50 for a class or hundred bucks for a class, it's, it's going to be worth it and you'll learn it and you'll become a pro at whatever the thing is that you want to learn. Uh, but do that while you're looking for a job but keep your focus on that job. And when you get the job, commit to staying there for at least a year or two, but that whole time, start building up your skill set and start building up your side business. I know that this is not the answer you want to hear. You want to hear me say, yeah, go and do it. It's great. Take a risk. But I'm risk averse in times like this, the way that uh, the world is right now and the way the economy is right now and it's all, so many unknowns with coronavirus. I've got to say, no, don't do it. Try and get that full-time job. Now, if it turns out that you don't find a full-time job that's good for you, right, in this time, you'll still have been building up all these skills and trying to pick up clients. But the point is, when you do finally... Uh, have enough skills and a client roster you'll be able to say you know what i don't need to do this who would call me well it's a it's a spam risk from edinburgh texas so the answer is no all right so anyway that's my advice to you mm. hope you like it i know you won't okay here is another question uh, hey, Dan, saw your tweet about asking for help and your tweet about needing a place for viewers to submit links for DBL. Okay, this is not a question. This is just a really cool thing. And uh, and I am going to say that this person's name is Chuck. Hi, Chuck. Um, and, and for you. That's your name, dude. Okay. Uh, he says, I'm kind of combining those two. I'm trying to get some Ruby practice under my belt before I apply to my local Rails dev shop. I used to write Rails for my university library's digital repository as a student worker. When I graduated in May, I got a job making e-commerce websites for a company that makes bikes. The job is fine, but it's not the job they represented it to be. So as an exercise, I would like to build a Rails app that lets people submit links for DBL, comment on them, vote on them, and get badges if they get a link on the show. I wouldn't expect that you'd use it all, all to use it. Uh, I'm just asking for the possibility of Dan disappointment if I don't get it done by an agreed upon date. Uh, so my answer is yes, absolutely. I'm excited uh, to. Build this thing. And I absolutely will use it this is exactly the kind of thing that i want so uh yes please make it so chuck and thank you very much and i can't wait to use it and why isn't it done yet and why is it taking so long all right uh what 
it's going nuts right now. My phone is, but who would, who I'm doing a show. Stop. All right. Michael. And who said, I can use his name says, um, he says, Dan, I've listened to you for years. In the beginning of November, I lost my job due to budgetary cuts. You see, you see what I'm saying? I'm saying, don't, don't leave a job that's paying you right now. It's impossible to get a job right now. 200 plus applicants for this job that we have here. 200 plus. Okay. At the end of the same month, I lost what I believe was the love of my life. How does one pick themselves up in the darkest of times and move forward? Like, this is just, this is just 2020. Um, I mean, that's just what's going on right now. It's everything's, everything sucks. And, uh, and every, everything is the worst really right now. Um, well, before I, I answer that, there are a couple comments. I need to look at the comments first before I go to the next one, but see, there's a little delay. So sometimes the comments don't come in right away and I look and there's none, but Charlie green Greenman in the chat says, uh, to be honest, there are a lot of hours out there to be had with WordPress installation and customization. Absolutely agree. But you need to have an online presence. You need to be known for that. How are people going to find you? You might need a website for it. You might need friends. You might need references. You, you know what I'm saying? You need all of this stuff in order to, and, and ideally some paying clients. Like, yeah, there's work out there. Uh, uh, but you know, as an, you know what I'm going to do as an experiment? Because people ask me this all the time. All the time. There are, uh, have you ever used Fiverr? Fiverr is what gave me those ridiculous little uh, things. I don't have them set up in the, in the soundboard yet, sorry. But um, the there are people on Fiverr, and don't be confused. You don't have to only charge $5 on Fiverr. You can charge more than $5 on Fiverr if you want. There are people who charge much more. But what I'm thinking is, Put yourself on Fiverr and say, I will install and configure WordPress for you for, make it 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever it is that you think is fair. Don't worry about it. Figure out and say, and be specific and say what this includes, right? This, in, see, I, buddy, I've got a new, this is a new idea. Thanks, thanks to the, uh, uh, to Charles in the comments. Here's my idea. This is your new business idea that you're going to do this in, today, now. You go on to Fiverr and you say, I will set up and configure WordPress for you. Uh, for, you know, X number, I don't know how it works with WordPress, X number of plugins, or you'll spend two hours on it. You know, you've got to time box it or you've got to constrain it. Otherwise people will take advantage of you. But, you know, you give me your login to your server. I will configure WordPress the way that you want it up to two, two hours of work for a hundred bucks or 200 bucks or 50 bucks or three bucks or whatever you think is fair. And, uh, and so that will be your thing. And that's how you'll start to get clients and work. And if you do that, don't worry about how much they're charging. And it sounds like once you've lost your full-time job anyway, you're just going to be out there, right? You're not going to have anything to do for probably eight hours a day because job searches don't take eight hours a day. So other than I'm sure you're going to be uh, going on walks and exercising to get into shape. I know you. I know you'll do that. And uh, aside from the hour or two that you might spend researching jobs or doing interviews, the rest of your time is going to be taking all the – and make them cheap – because by the time that you're done, not only will you be beyond expert level at doing this stuff in WordPress, but you'll have like 100 clients. And you'll say, hey, maybe here's a business here. And I'm not saying it'll be based on Fiverr, but now you'll have 100 clients in your roster. 
What do you think of that? <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Thanks, Charles, for uh, inspiring that. Uh, Michael says, if one's skills are extremely high, then sales can be easier. But freelancing without very well-developed skills can devolve into being mostly a sales job. This is difficult. That's true. And I remember when I was doing consulting work and software development for other people, which I loved and, and did that as a, as a business for a long time and really enjoyed it, um, it, you spend a tremendous amount of time doing sales. So if you're not good at sales or you don't like doing sales, then maybe don't do that job. Um, Sleeve Geek says, I regularly see 200 to 300 applicants for jobs I'm thinking of applying to, not even entry-level jobs. Yeah, um, it's absolutely insane. If you, <laughs> you would be a fool to, to not be focusing on a full-time job right now. Um, but if you have one, don't leave it. That's my advice. Okay, uh, but let's, let's go back to this one because this one's tough. Um, Lost his job in November due to budgetary cuts. And at the end of the same month, lost what he believes was the love of his life. Um, there's a lot that I don't know about, uh, about Michael. For example, I don't know how old he is. I don't know how long the relationship was going for. I don't know what his job was. I don't know how long he was at the job. Um, but like, I have to tell you, Michael, that you are not alone at all right now. I mean, you may be physically alone, but you're not alone in spirit and you're not alone uh, because there are so many people right now that are in very similar situations to yours, both or, or all, all of those things happening to them uh, and worse. I mean, it really sucks. And I'm not like a mental health person, um, but I can tell you that finding someone to talk to about this is super, super important. Of course, like it costs money to get a therapist, but it's money well spent. If you can afford it, that would be like step one. Um, don't try whatever you do. Don't try to resolve this all on your own. It's so easy to get caught up in your own head and your own thoughts and talk yourself into things or out of things. You need to have someone that you can talk to. Maybe it's your friend. Maybe it's your parents. If you can afford it, then definitely talk to a therapist. Um, but you definitely will and and there's nothing and there's still even in 2020 there's still this stigma about asking for help or saying that you need help it's absolutely crazy uh, and i don't understand why it exists like that like there's nothing bad about saying i need help or um or or, or saying I'm in a situation I don't know how to get out of. Because, but that's tough. I mean, losing your job, for most people, at least most people in America, a big part of our identities are tied into our jobs and what we do for a living. And so if that changes, if you, if you no longer have that, you're like, well, who am I now? Like, what do I do? What is my value? I've been rejected from this job. I've been fired. I've been let go. I'm, I'm no good, right? That's like the feeling you get. And then on top of it, you lose your, uh, your significant other, your spouse or something like that. Well, that's like the, the double whammy. That's like the, the worst. Uh, so you've got to talk some, to someone about it. But I'll tell you what, you have to remind yourself that these two things, in, in the weirdest way, they're not as much about you as they are about the other people. Um, your company, you know, I, I don't know why they laid you off, but you said budgetary cuts. That has nothing to do with you. 
You you might say, well, the guy that was in the cube next to me stayed and I didn't get to stay. Uh, But but so what? One goes one way and the other goes the other way. I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. That doesn't mean that they were better. Maybe they would cost less. Maybe they were there longer. Maybe they were let go too. And as far as your personal thing, like this sucks, but like people change, you know, and their feelings change and what they want in their life changes. And that again, it's not like you did something wrong. Uh, It's that things just didn't work out the right way for you. But there are other people and there are other jobs and there are other situations. But you need to remind yourself that you are not like a bad person because of that. So go talk to somebody, though, because it sounds like you need to. Um, Well, we've gone over our half an hour for today. And I'm supposed to do a partnership phone call with a company that maybe we're going to be doing something with, with Fireside. So I must go. But... I will be back tomorrow, and I really like this. So if you're listening and you have a question or thoughts or something you want to share on the show, I love. I would do just this if y'all wanted to do it. I love it. So uh, be sure to like and subscribe. How fancy is that? Oh, it's so fancy. Um, and uh, if you want to contact me, I'm at Dan Benjamin on Twitter. DMs are open. You can also leave it in the comments here on YouTube. I will see those as well, and I can answer them on the show. You can email me if it's super private, dan at 5x5.tv. And uh, that's about all I've got for you today. So um, that's it. You know where to find me. And uh, I will be back right here. YouTube.com slash Dan Benjamin. Periscope for now. See you tomorrow. Have a good one, guys.